Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hey, welcome back. So with this COVID-19 uh, continuing to spread within the borders of China and elsewhere, we're still in this kind of weird period where we don't have a great feel for just how serious it is because so many, including myself and even the White House, are doubtful, uh, skeptical, maybe it'd be a better term, about the numbers coming out of China. And so we have to look elsewhere to, to get a sense of, you know, just how serious is this? You know, the, some examples would be looking at cases outside of China. Now there's a flaw with that because cases outside of China uh, remain, you know, they continue to grow, but this is, we're, we're talking the rest of the world. We're talking billions of people. Uh, and it's, it's in its nature, I've covered this in the past, very difficult to detect until it is in very large numbers. Or if you have, you know, the off case of somebody that recently traveled to China, comes in and, and, and has symptoms and, and lo and behold, it's the coronavirus. Otherwise, it's very difficult to track these probably hundreds, thousands by now of individuals that are infected outside of the borders of China. But I do want to start off, I want to make a point by, by first asking a question. In terms of geopolitics, what countries have some of the closest geopolitical and diplomatic relations with China? You know, on that list would be maybe, maybe you could say like BRICS nations, you know, economically speaking. But in terms of culture, you know, who has close ties to China? Who has a large amount of workforce from China or workers that go into China? Uh, who is geographically close to China? Who would be the most likely to have potentially uh, um, spies or potentially, um, you know, individuals that are close to their governments within you know, the Chinese ranks. And it's certainly not the United States, probably not most European countries. You know, maybe some Southeast Southeast Asian countries you could throw on that list. But, but three countries that I would probably put on that list certainly would be North Korea, Mongolia, and Russia. You know, three countries that are fairly well aligned with China, have been for, for many, many years, and are, you know, kind of check the, all the the boxes on that list that I was just saying, you know, close ties, likely to have, you know, spies, high level officials that, that work in collaboration with them anyways. And I made this point actually, and I forget if I, I, I might've tweeted this. I don't know if I, I don't know if I've tweeted this. Maybe it's just a thought many weeks ago, uh, those three countries, you know, unlike Vietnam and some other countries that share land borders with China, those three countries actually, for the most part, closed their land borders when this was early on. It, when when we were still, you know, a few thousand cases, probably again, probably a couple weeks ago, still, those three countries took initiative, and yet nobody else really did. India, most Southeast Asian countries, and of course, air travel continues from you know coming outside of China into the United States and elsewhere. Right, those three countries took action. Today we have news that Russia is actually taking action to, as of February 20th, so a couple days in the future, will no longer allow any Chinese individuals into their country. So it's no longer just land borders. They're completely shutting those off. They're shutting down air travel from 
China. And, and, you know, even if they get a connecting flight elsewhere, I'm sure they're still going to be screened and say, sorry, you can't enter, you know, turn around, go back to where you came from. And, and that should be alarming. And again, I don't want to make these podcasts alarmist in nature, but that should be alarming because, again, who is it that has maybe the best insider knowledge of what's really going on in China? Probably those countries. Do, do I think that, that U.S. and European countries don't have those spies? No, they probably do, but maybe not as high of level, maybe not privy to the same information. Russia almost certainly would be. And, and hey, you know, let's make one thing clear. Russia has like all of two confirmed cases right now. Probably more hidden, right? Especially if they have a large number of individuals from China that have come in. But but it's not like it's rampaging through, you know, the, the Siberian um, tundra or, or, you know, these huge case counts in, in uh, Western Russia. No, I mean, it's relatively mild. Two cases, as I said, confirmed. So why would they go and take the extreme step of saying not only are we going to close borders, but no Chinese allowed in? Maybe they know something we don't know. Maybe they're privy to information that the rest of the world is not. Maybe the true numbers, the true scope of this infection in terms of case count, severity, and fatalities in China's borders. But of course, this is a channel that you know focuses a lot on, on things like economics and, and the financial markets and, and whatnot. And and we actually had a pretty big news item. This one that is this is the one that sort of caught the headlines. Uh, Apple, uh, giving guidance that, you know, this is one of the first major companies to really do this, giving guidance that, look, our quarter one revenues are likely to be down because of this, of this economic headwind. That is COVID-19. One of the first major companies to do so. Now, what's really key about this is that they are, you know, specifying revenues. They're not talking profits. They're not talking about what price they're selling things at. They're talking about revenues, meaning that people just aren't going to be able to buy as much because of what's going on. And and what's really interesting about this is this is a trend that that we have and will continue to see inside and outside of China. And and it's going to be coming from two different directions. So for a company like like Apple, you have two problems here. First of all, they have a production problem that is quickly becoming apparent because a lot of their phones and their other devices, gadgets, accessories are produced in China, oftentimes by Foxconn, right? Uh, which, by the way, also source a lot of their products from you know, other factories inside of China. And the vast majority of these factories are shutting down. I shouldn't say vast majority because I, I don't think I can say that based on all Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now the data we because we probably don't have all the data but a lot of these are a very significant amount of these are just shutting down production so it's not only foxconn but it's also the suppliers to foxconn and a foxconn is ultimately supplying to apple right so the i mean that's a that's a what you call a supply chain and that's what you call a supply chain disruption you know the whole thing is shutting down and so you have that that uh, production problem, you know, let's say, uh, you know, here in the United States and, and Europe, as far as, as we're concerned, everything's hunky dory. People are buying iPhones and, and, 
iPods or ear pods, I guess they're called and, and whatnot, you know, like, like there's no tomorrow. I mean, it's not a big deal. People are buying Apple stock just in just the same man, manner. What if they can't buy them? I mean, that's obviously going to hurt revenue because, you know, if, they, if they're not producing enough, that's going to hurt them. But then there's also the problem that, you know, uh, Apple does a lot of their business inside of China. And if people are like, you know, if these stores are not even open, let alone people on the streets, then that's obviously going to hurt their business as well. And Apple, again, is just the one that's kind of grabbing the headlines because they're such a massive company and they have a massive market cap. But there's hundreds, thousands of smaller companies, many of which are still substantial, huge companies that are going to experience the very same type of situation. In fact, another this some of this was from from Zero Hedge what I'm talking about here about Apple. Another good example would be uh, Jaguar Land Rover. They make their cars out of UK, but hey, guess what? A lot of their parts come out of China. Right? I mean, this is the same thing that in terms of, you know, people that know about the global trade picture and 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 how big of a manufacturing hub China really is. They know that hey, this is a UK made car, but a lot of the parts are still sourced out of China. I mean, that's really the the standard, you know, China or some other uh, relatively inexpensive, inexpensive country. That's where a lot of these parts are sourced from, right? So you have the same problem with with uh, Jaguar Land Rover. Uh, the title of this article, Jaguar Land Rover UK factory to run out of Chinese parts in weeks. So for now, with UK and European and, and US and whatever else consumers not really changing their behaviors a whole lot yet because of this COVID-19, you know, this is a supply problem for them. In the future, it's probably going to turn into a demand problem as well. They're not going to be able to sell what cars they've made. But right now, they're basically saying, look, we, we're going to run out of parts in a couple of weeks. I mean, for and, and, you know, from my perspective, I mean, this may be a company like so many other companies that are going to really struggle in quarter two, three, four because of this COVID-19 you know, if we see it hit places like the UK or the United States or broadly speaking, Europe, as bad as it's hit China, well, then you're going to have the same demand problems there. And so, you know, they're they're probably trying to sell as many cars as they can right now, but they might not be able to build enough. They might, might not be able to, to make enough, right? Another, you know, great article about this this uh, supply chain disruptions. Uh, this is another one from Zero Hedge. Uh, titled Supply Chain Chaos Unfolds at Major Chinese Ports as Frozen Meat Containers Pile Up. This is a quote. Sources told Bloomberg that containers of frozen pork, chicken, and beef, in parentheses, mostly from South America, Europe, and the United States, are piling up at Tianjin, Shanghai, and Ningbo ports because of the lack of truck drivers and many transportation networks remain closed. Seaports in China are quickly running out of room to house the containers and cannot provide enough electricity points to keep existing containers cold. This has forced many vessels to be rerouted to other destinations. This is continuing from Zero Hedge. We've already noted that Bloomberg's uh, Stephen Stepchinsky recorded footage of an oil tanker parking lot off the Singapore coast last week as refiners in China cut runs as cut runs as crude oil consumption has collapsed by more than 4 million barrels per day. It's clear that a logistical nightmare is unfolding as two-thirds of the Chinese economy has effectively shut down because of its production capacity, shut down much of its production capacity, producing a massive demand shock. So, I mean, it's it's a demand problem for these companies in terms of, of end consumers, end consumption. 
but it's also a demand problem uh, for for a lot of producers, right? What if you build parts in India and you want to ship them to China because that's where the uh, the factory you know p- can puts these into you know makes them makes them into a phone or a, a laptop or a car? Well, guess what? I mean, you're going to have trouble with that because they're not allowing them in, or they just you know factories aren't open. Right, the transportation networks are closed or operating well below capacity. Obviously, the same is true for something like crude oil. Right, and in here we are talking about frozen meats. Right, frozen meats that that honestly China probably needs desperately right now. We saw the other day that they released a whopping twenty thousand metric tons of pork from their national pork reserves, which apparently, you know, is news to me. China has a national pork reserve. Right, so I mean, the economic side of this is is still hugely impactful. I, I I still think that this is is spreading, not going to, but is spreading pretty significantly outside of China. Just we haven't quite noticed it in large numbers. We're talking thousands or tens of thousands in the United States, Southeast Asia, you know, Indonesia, Australia, even Russia, North Korea, South Korea. India and then you know South America, Africa, and global. I mean, maybe I should just say global instead of just listing every place around the globe. Uh, it's spreading. It's just we haven't noticed it in large enough numbers yet. It hasn't spread to enough individuals. I'm sure in some of these communities or, or cities to to really be on the radar of of the hospitals or or the epidemiologists. But it will. You know, give it days, give it weeks, um, and and we're going to deal with that same problem in many of these other countries outside of China. It's a matter of time. Um, it's a matter of, you know, I mean, and, and I mean, there's there's always this question of just how easily can this be spread? Maybe it's, you know, maybe China's numbers are legit, which they're almost assuredly not. Uh, and, and of course, there's an example of the cruise ship right off the case of Japan, where we have, uh, what was it, 99, I think, new case, 88 new cases found on the Diamond Princess cruise ship off of Yokohama. This is from BNO News, raising the ship's total to 542, and I think the original number of passengers was like 3,700 or something along those lines. So, continues to spread, and and again, continues to have a huge impact on the economic, you know, the, the economies of, of markets and, and countries the world over. This is hardly just a Chinese problem. As always, thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to today's podcast, and God bless.